You're listening to the Quality of Love Podcast, your home for all things love, relationship, and mental health. Hosted by nationally certified life and relationship coach, Tyrone Dixon. Sit back, relax, and get tips on creating the life you deserve without wasting any more time. Welcome to the Quality of Love podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Dixon, nationally certified life and relationship coach, husband, father to two beautiful princesses, and CEO and founder of A Rose Through Concrete Consulting. Thank you all for taking out the time to listen in with us tonight. We really appreciate it. Man, we're still chugging along on those downloads. So I got to, you know, I got to throw my thank you out there to everyone that's downloaded, subscribed, listened. I've seen your boy in passing. I'm starting to get people to see me in passing now that's telling me they're listening to my podcast. So we must be doing something right. Um, but we would not be in this position if it was not for you, the listener, um, the viewer, and the person that's giving us feedback. So again, as always, I, I never want to forget the fact that I need to give gratitude to the audience and the people that listen to us. Because I, frankly, at the end of the day, you do not have to take the time out of your week every Tuesday or Wednesday to listen to what I have to say. So I appreciate it. Keep doing it. Keep subscribing to our YouTube channel. Keep uh, following us and getting those notifications so that we can uh, keep increasing our, our positive impact on the world that we're making so far. With that being said, tonight, I want to touch on a very serious topic. Um, I don't know if, if you know, if you don't know, there was a recent viral video of a police officer from the Syracuse Police Department who detained an eight-year-old young man, and it went viral. I've, I've seen it so many times on so many different pages on social media now. Um, I even think the, the famous attorney, Ben Crump, picked it up at a point in time. Um, but I got a lot of requests in our email this week to speak on it and kind of what my thoughts and perspectives was. And at first, to be frank, I wasn't going to touch on it because I feel like there is a lot of opinions out there on it. Um, but I, I realized that I'm operating in the space of content creation and uh, you got to give the people what they want when you're operating in this space. So I figured I, I share my thoughts. And as always, I'm open to dialogue. So if anybody has any rebuttals, anything they want to say or that they may not agree with with me, you're more than welcome to come on, on the show. We can debate about it. We can talk about it. Or if you have a show. I'll come on your show. We could schedule a time out to debate and talk about it. But here are my thoughts on the situation. And um, I'd love to know your thoughts. So give me some feedback. Number one, I want to preface this by saying that was not okay. Right? There, there's no world in which we live in in which it's okay to detain an eight-year-old child. That's just my personal opinion. Like it's I've heard the argument for fear factor or fear purposes. I've also heard the argument of oh, well, they're bad kids and they needed to learn a lesson. At the end of the day, there's not a police officer in this world that I think should teach a child. Again, we're talking about an eight-year-old child, a lesson in that manner, right? If you've seen the video, you've seen the kid getting roughed up a little bit, not too much. Uh, you've seen the cops opening and, and pouring out the bag of chips that was allegedly stolen from the store owner. Um, and I just think that when you do things like that, right, so as, as in the situation of being a cop, when you do things like that, all you're doing is perpetuating trauma, right? If you don't know, Syracuse, for as long, at least as long as I lived, have been, has been highly ranked in poverty across our nation, across the country, right? So 
being that you're a cop in a situation in which you're serving in a highly impoverished or highly impoverished city, for you to be aggressive or the aggressor in that situation, I think that that's wrong. And what you'll ultimately end up doing is perpetuating a trauma that already exists in our community, right? We already have kids that have various mental health issues, various psychological issues. And to put them in a situation like that just perpetuates a lot of that and perpetuates a lot of the trauma. Now, I've seen people say in posts, I've been doing my little, a little bit of research on it. I've seen people say in posts and things along that line, well, he needs to learn his lesson and he needs to know better than that. And these kids are really, really bad. But for those people that say things like that, I would like for you to take a second and remove yourself away from the emotions in the situation, because I realize it can be a highly emotionally charged situation, but take a step back and realize that when kids are bad, oops, excuse me, when kids are quote unquote bad, it's typically a result from their environment, right? So how did, when they grew up, how was their life as they're learning and developing now? Again, this, this kid's only been here for eight years. He's only been on earth for eight years. So to say he's bad and uh, to almost treat him as if he's a criminal already, it's a setup because we're not taking into consideration what type of environment he lives in. And that was the first thing that came to mind when I saw the video. What what type of parent structuring does he have? What type of support system does he have? And the Post Standard, as I'm thinking about that, our local newspaper, uh, the Post Standard or Syracuse.com, one of them released an article that his parent or his mom had been shot previously by the Syracuse Police Department. And boom, in my mind, it clicked. It was like, see, that's why, right? And I think what happens, especially in our communities, the Black community, is that we're we're so quick to, to go with the emotion, right? So we're mad at this kid because he's broken windows. He's stolen from the store owner. He's done all of these quote unquote bad things. But then you don't know until now that his mom had been sh- experienced a, a previous situation with the Syracuse Police Department in which she was shot, right? Any individual that had to be shot by the cops, there's something going on there, right? There's something much deeper going on underneath the surface. Now, woman who has been shot has a child who's um, in the community stealing, or as people say, quote unquote, being bad, there's a correlation there, right? There's a lack of skills. There's a deficit there somewhere. But that brings me to a point that I think is much more important. And I've been saying this uh, like behind the scenes for years. And I think that it's important to to continue to say it publicly now, since I have a platform and I'm, I'm starting to develop and build a brand. I never understood how police, Syracuse or otherwise, take psychological examinations, right? So you have to prove that you're psychologically able to keep yourself together in highly stressful situations, highly intense situations. I never understood how these cops that have passed psychological examinations enter situations where they become aggressive with people from impoverished settings, right? It's to me, having done a ton of brain search, brain research and, um, knowledge on the brain and how it works and and triggers and all of these things in order to make my life better i can see how an officer coming in as the aggressor is a terrible thing it's awful because not having any experience with a therapist or not having any um psychological examination psychological perspective you're triggered right this young man is triggered and then when you're triggered you go into an irrational portion of your brain meaning you're not thinking logically, right? You're not thinking in a logical manner. 
So automatically you're not yourself in that situation. That's where I see the young man or the, or the little boy in this constant state of, of crisis in this perpetual crisis. And then you have officers entering who have passed a psychological examination, meaning they have proven that under highly stressful situations, they've been able to handle themselves well. Really, if that's the case, then why do they come into situations as the aggressor? right? With people who have very limited experience with therapists, mental health professionals, all of these things. I never understood that. And if somebody could could send me some feedback on that and, and let me know how that works. If you've taken psychological examinations, again, one of the things that, that an officer has to do to prove that he can work or serve is take a psychological examination and pass it. They've they can handle, meaning they can handle themselves in highly stressful situations. If you've shown you can handle yourself in highly stressful situations, why are you entering a situation with a kid eight years old as the aggressor and upset, right? That's the question that I have. Why are we having officers take psychological examinations if they're still entering situations with hostility? I don't get it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. At this point in time, I'm going to say it as much as I possibly can. But you have on one hand, these individuals who are psychologically trained to handle themselves really well in stressful situations coming into our community with people who have no psychological experience, no psychological examination, very limited experience with mental health and understanding the different areas of the brain and how you can be triggered. You have those people coming in and being aggressive, right? They're not even coming in and, and, and trying to be solution oriented. And because of that, I think that's how we end up where we are in our community, where it's F the police, F12. You still hear these things now. And the reason that is, is because we see those situations and those interactions quite often, even when they're not recorded. So thank God that we have video, um, social media. I really, from the bottom of my heart, I thank God for all of these things because there's countless situations that I've either witnessed or found myself in where a police were coming into it. A police officer came into a situation being the aggressor and it caused me to shift my thought process from, oh, okay, they're here to protect and serve to, oh no, they're here to do damage to me. That brings me to my next point. I've heard a lot of talk about Syracuse. Um, wanting to improve community relations between us and the police officers that protect and serve us. This things like this, these situations are detrimental to that type of that type of feeling overall, trying to create the the utopian atmosphere where our police get along with our societal individuals or the police in the community have this relationship where they help each other out, right? These videos that that go viral. And even these instances, when they don't go viral in video, these instances are horrible. Let me say that again. These instances are horrible for community relations. Absolutely terrible because it becomes confirmation bias after a while. Even for me, right? Someone who has family members and friends that are police officers, and I'll say damn good police officers. Let me say that. They're all damn good police officers, and I would not have any problem with having them protecting and serving my family. Um, so having friends and family members that function in this arena, right, that understand the value in relationships and uh, 
being harmonious and having dialogue, right? They understand the value in that. It's very disappointing to see that um, Syracuse police officers just don't get it. Some, some, let me preface that by saying some, because I would be remiss if I said that I knew the entire police department, but it's, it's very disappointing to realize that police officers don't realize the value in creating relationships, right? I talk about it all the time and that's something else that I'll talk about it until I'm blue in the face, but the value of relationships is where you make the most headway in life, right? So if he would approach this young man in a more relationship oriented way, as opposed to, and I'll argue with anybody on this, that officer was upset. He was frustrated. Clearly. Um, he died. He spoke in a video about having interaction with that youth before. So there's nobody that can tell me that he wasn't an aggressor in that situation, right? So it's it's very disappointing to hear on one hand, hey, we want to improve our community relations. We want our cops and our community to work together and create the proper environment for everyone to feel safe and comfortable. Then you see the video. Again, that's confirmation bias for anyone who grew up in the hood or in marginalized communities, even for myself, right? Uh, I've, my first reaction when i saw the video was see there we go cops doing their thing again right no let me backtrack i was gonna say no matter but i understand i really do and i I genuinely genuinely from the bottom of my heart i understand that it can be frustrating dealing with kids not only do i have my own right but i've worked with kids for probably upwards of 10 to 12 years now right and kids that struggle not the the kids that are uh, perfect and they do what you say. I've worked in these settings for over 12 years now. So I realized that the value comes in the relationship, right? And to see that officer not approaching the kid in a relationship manner, that was really disappointing for me or to me. And it ultimately became confirmation bias in that we'll continue to have very difficult community relations between our police officers and our our citizens because no one sees the value well I won't say no one but we as a society in Syracuse struggle to see the value in having a relationship approach and not being aggressive in situations and the last thing i want to say on this on this topic of discussion is uh, overall, uh, it took me a couple of days to respond to this or about a week to respond to this because I, I am genuinely disappointed in this entire interaction. I felt that the cop could have handled it better for sure. Um, but I, I mean, who knows what, what type of stress he's under in that situation. I also feel like the, uh, the youth, the young man, he, he needs some sort of structure and routine in his life created uh, so that he doesn't Take this experience and give lose hope. One of the worst things that you can do in our type of communities in our neighborhoods is lose hope. Once you lose hope, you don't believe in the system. You don't believe in the, the police officers that are there to protect and serve, serve you. You don't have faith in your parents, right? Losing hope at a young age creates monsters, right? So I really, I hope that we can, we can kind of find a way in the community, the Syracuse community, to bring this situation full circle so we don't create a hopeless monster out of this young man who's probably going to remember this experience the rest of his life. I appreciate you listening to my soapbox, everyone. Um, that 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 video definitely did something to my spirit. It, it took a hit on my spirit. I appreciate everyone that's reached out to me and say, hey, what's your opinion? What's your perspective? We need to know what you think about this as well. Um, 
just to know that you value my opinion that much is, is greatly appreciated. And then lastly, I'll say we we have a lot of work to do in our society. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But to say that all police officers are bad, that's just, it's non-realistic. And it's a generalization that I think personally can hurt us in the long run. You all know I'm all about relationships. I'm all about building. I'm all about progression, right? I think we can learn from this experience if we take it as serious as it needs to be taken. And ultimately, with the right leadership, we can create a teachable moment out of this opportunity. That's all I have for you all tonight. Don't forget to hit us up and our email, tqlp20 at gmail.com with any questions that you have for our Wednesday episodes with love and relationships, as well as exposing those narcissists. Also, throw me some content creation. I guess I'm in the space of content creation now where um, I get a lot of emails regarding specific topics that you want me to speak on or you want my opinion on. So I don't mind drifting into that space either. I appreciate the fact that you like my opinion or you value my opinion. So hit us up. Let us know what you want to hear, what you'd like to see. And as always, remember, the quality of love and relationships that you have in your life will determine the quality of your life. Peace and love, everybody.